because all the topics are good. There's only two. You can't be saying all like Zinning. Okay, both the topics are good topics. So, like, I'm having a hard time choosing between the two. Okay. But hopefully um, tomorrow. Okay, so if if you haven't chosen a topic, um, that it's it's not terrible, but it's not smart because some of the stuff we do today, you won't be able to be like applying immediately to your work, but that's fine. So when I teach today, I'm going to base it on us doing um, gender-based violence, which I assume most of us are going to do. Um, as 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 I kind of predict, in every year people do gender-based violence because it's the easiest or has the most information. So what we're gonna do first is I'm gonna show you that I've already created some cover cover pages for you. So let's go to Google Chrome. So on Edmodo, there is a folder that I call holiday projects. I'm sure all of you have seen it, right? So in the folder called um called holiday projects there is a folder inside of that and it's called cover pages so to start your assignment you have to use those cover pages so if you've been typing it separately that's fine you can later copy and paste it but the cover pages are ready so if you use google docs there is a gen this gender-based violence cover page for google docs you can use that if you're using word you can go gender-based violence cover page forward or or uh, the other one that we are using is obviously let me close it so you can see is poor service delivery for google docs so both have cover pages it's all both on edmodo and then all that you will be doing is you will open it and start typing your name and the date of submission will be the date that you handed in that's how you will start it. Then we have to all create a table of contents. So your table of contents can't just be anything in general. You have to look at that document you have that you got the handout for with all the stuff about our project. So let me open it for you so that we speak about the same thing. Um, let's go Edmodo. It's the one where you saw that what is activity one, what is activity two, what is activity three. Your table of contents has to be labeled that way. So you have to be saying activity one and write what is activity one's heading, which is the introduction. Then you'll say activity two, but let me open it for you. So we all speak SBA project two. Here we go. So let's go screen share. Uh, there it is. So here we are. We're looking at our how our table of contents will be, and here's the guiding line. So activity one is the introduction. So on your table of contents, you will type activity one, introduction and then the page number. Then you'll say activity two, data gathering, and then you will say the page number. So our table of contents has to look that way. So if we go back, 
to it, let's go to our Google Docs. Where are you? Wait, so I have a question. Yeah. So when is the project due? It's going to be due probably just before you write your your June exams. Which is? When when the government tells us. And they are going to think extend the lockdown apparently. Uh, we are not sure about apparently, my man. Until your president says something, don't speculate. Okay. But the reason you get to start on your project now is that when we come back, your time will be uh, stretched. And this assignment will take you long. So if you haven't managed to at least have gotten somewhere, even if it was halfway, you are not going to be able to do it. And it's going to be a poor one. And 40% is a lot <laughs> for you to just lose because you ran out of time. So let's, let's go to my little assignment. So as I was showing you, we're going to create our table of contents. So let me just say 15 June 2020. So table of contents, all of us should be able to create a table, okay? So it's a table, three column, like that. Then you just say, activity, title, page. There we go. And there, it's pretty simple. One. Two, three, four, five. I think it's six activities. Um, and then it will be introduction. And then it will be, you know, uh, interviews or whatever it is. And then you will finish your table that way. So all of your things must have a table of contents. Your table of contents is the activity number and the title with the page number that it will be on. So my introduction will be on page three and probably interviews might still be at the bottom of page three. So you will have to do it that way because when we mark it, it's marked according to your activities. So activity one must be together, activity two must be together, activity three must be together and it must follow this order. If you don't follow this order, it will make the marking difficult which will probably cost you marks, okay? Because when it gets mo moderated, they need to check if everything is where it should have been. So make, make sure you follow those. Don't create your own titles. Don't, don't write stuff that you um, think is right, okay? Yes. Good, so now I'm gonna insert what we call a page break. So what a page break is, is that you are able to divide your work properly without being without your pages being affected. And then here we go, activity one, introduction. So when we read what the introduction is supposed to say, if we open our project, let's go to it, project, it says there, 1.1.1, define and describe the human right violations that you've chosen. 1.1.2, give a description of a recent example of this problem. 
And then 1.1.3, give your own position. Okay. So when we think of definitions, where do we often check for definitions? In any guesses? Uh, let's, let's. Yeah, you say Google. Google. Uh, Mr. Carly, where do you check? Uh, why are you unmutable? Yes. The, Uh, Shem Dakali, you don't want to talk to us. That's fine. Uh, let's let's go to Lulama. When you look for information, where do you go? Especially definition. Evan. Let me tell you, sir. Okay, cool. Yes, you can you can tell me. I usually go behind the test book because I think the test book like is more accurate and it's like what they basically need and expect yeah. them to answer it yeah yeah okay good so that in a normal situation would be correct but when we are doing an actual academic assignment a dictionary isn't a good place for a definition a pack of a textbook is not a good place for a definition because the thing that you are researching is not general we're not asking you uh what the word necessarily means we're actually asking what is a phenomenon so gender-based violence is a specific phenomenon that is defined by a country because it's something that can be legal or illegal so my advice to you is you look for what does the government say gender-based violence is so either you go to the social development website or you go to the SAP's website, or when you are Googling, you have to say gender-based violence law or gender-based violence um, act, because there it will give you what is the full definition of gender-based violence, okay? So don't give me, don't give me what Oxford told you. Don't, don't give me what... Uh, what Google immediately when you typed it in and it gave you the Wikipedia definition. Don't give me that. You won't get marks for that. Okay. And you will see on your, on your, um, in the holiday folder, a holiday project folder, there's a folder I called sources. Okay. So in sources, I've already given you quite a bit of readings you can do. And there, they do give you good definitions, okay? Because when we talk about definitions of poor service delivery, one can't just say something like, uh, it's, when, it's when the government doesn't give people their services. Because actually there are some services that the government is not supposed to give you, it's not their job. So when you say the definition of poor service delivery, in your definition, it has to describe what are those services we're talking about, okay? So I put up a nice little document that I attached. Uh, it's called Project Planning. And on that one, it gives you some of these questions you need to ask yourself, okay? Um, questions like, when we say poor service delivery, or, or who's complaining? So if you say it's communities, who are they complaining to? And if you say they're complaining to their municipalities, why are they complaining to their municipalities? Because the municipality must render the services. Then you ask yourself, what are these services? And then you will say, oh, okay, it's services of 
cleaning the, the streets, taking our rubbish, uh, get, uh, letting water come to our place, uh, making sure the sanitation works. Then you need to find who says that, because that is almost how the definition of poor service delivery actually is, okay? It is when the basic services for people are not provided and you need to know what are those okay and why do people feel they have a right to demand them okay and that you will find it's part of our basic human rights okay things like we have a right to an a clean environment or a safe environment we have a, a right to sanitation so the reason municipalities have to deliver those services is because it's part of our human rights okay so gender-based violence poor service delivery Wait, sir. Yeah. Sorry to cut you short, but you said uh, the reason why the government is supposed to provide those services is because it's part of our human rights, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you say? Can you also add and say something like, because um, the, the 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 people in the country they also pay for those services by paying tax. Yeah, but all of this you have to substantiate. Okay, so that's the big word when we put up a, uh, an academic project. All I'm saying to you now is all from Mr. my brain. Maseko. Yes, Kanya. So are we using data here? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. No, I cannot data. That's why I'm asking. Yes. Yeah, so, don't, so don't, don't, don't put the video on. Your voice is fine. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, Whenever we do a project, we mustn't just use our brain. So my brain can sound right, but you must find a theory or documents that say what you're saying. So if you want to say that, yeah, people uh, through their taxes are paying for these services or people are paying the municipality uh, rates and taxes, you need to be able to find something either in the Municipality Act or something um, that shows that because one pays this, government must do that. And the reason there's poor service delivery protests is because uh, the municipality is not delivering. Okay. So that is how you would deal with the introduction part, um, especially that beginning part that we spoke about, uh, where it says, where it asks you to, to give a description and a definition. And then your own position, that's your own opinion. So you don't have to give like anything to justify your point. So you can say your position is service delivery in South Africa is very bad, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Then when you look at the 1.2, it says name and explain the purpose of one law or legislation that protects citizens against that human right violation. So. What is the law that is going to protect me or you from gender-based violence? What is the law or legislation that protects me or you from poor service delivery? You have to quote that law. So you mustn't just say the constitution, which part of the constitution. So you have to be able to say for gender-based violence, it is the Domestic Violence Act of uh, 1996, section four, and then quote it, okay? And that must then appear on your reference list. And then you still need to quote the part that deals directly with this. So if the gender-based violence one, uh, the Domestic Violence Act says, 
no person should be assaulted or no person should be beaten up, etc., etc. That's what you are quoting. And then when it says describe the two ways, then you, you take the information out of it. So if it talks about protection orders or if it talks about that the government can't switch off your water if you haven't been paying or the government has to deliver it if you have paid, it needs to be part of that law. Um, so when I'm looking, yeah. So when you say we have to reference the law, okay, like are you supposed to say the website in which you got the law from or like how do you reference the law? Don't worry, that would be at the end. So for now, okay. make sure that when you are looking for information, you are looking for the laws that go with your topic. Okay. Don't just say the Bill of Rights says, I'm going to ask you which part. <laughs> you must be able to quote it. Don't just say, no, Sarah Ramaphosa promised women. Okay, when, which day, which article, what was the speech? Okay, um, you need so to learn a, to justify your points. Yes. So, so when we're looking at the law, like we go into the specific part that says, like that focuses on gender-based violence or poor mm. service delivery. Yeah, you mustn't okay. just find any general law. Don't give me, don't give me the law on housing. If you're if you're talking about gender-based violence, uh, the laws are written specifically, and that's what I need you to show me. Okay. Now we're gonna move to our activity two, our survey part. Okay. So I know many of you have started, and that's good. I've seen some of your your questions. So. Here's the idea when you give out a survey. A survey is supposed to give you information and data that you can use. Um, so the word is extrapolate from it. So you take information out of the responses people give you. The quality of your questions will determine how good the information you get from people. So for instance, if we look at these questions, they look okay. I mean, they're very basic. Uh, question one, when it says, do you know what human rights are? Please explain your answer. It's a very nothing question because it doesn't have a goal to it. But you can ask it, but it won't help bring a lot to light in your project. Uh, and more than that, if, you, if I say yes or no, and then I explain, I don't get the advantage of the survey uh, monkey or... The, the, the questionnaire software I'm using to create the bar graphs for me. Because it won't pick up the no and the yes in their question. You'd have to split it. You'd literally have to say, do you know what human rights are? And then next question, please explain your answer. Then it will do the graph, which I will show you. And the next question, when it says, are you aware of human rights violations happening in your community? Explain. It's the very same thing. One of the problems with a very general question in this project is people may not answer you truthfully. So if you've chosen a topic like um, poor service delivery, you should rather be saying, are you aware of poor service delivery happening in your community? That's much more direct and people can reflect on that. Um, do you know? Um, do you know what gender-based violence is? Please define it for me. Do you know 
what process service delivery is, define it for. That is going to give you information that helps you in your actual assignment. These questions, they made them vague to lead you towards like getting into really good questions. Uh, like question three, when it says, which laws protect citizens from human rights violations? Again, that's too, that's too big. You must imagine if I would ask you that, you might not want to answer me. So when you're designing your questions, you have to try and make them as, as clear and as obvious as possible. So we're going to open the survey monkey one that we just did. I created just before this class so you can see um, right, the information it's meant to give you. Yes. So with survey monkey, ne? like mm -hmm. after, after doing your, your, your surveys, ne? Mm -hmm. is it okay if like you, you type in the link of your results or you just want to see the actual thing not the link no you're gonna have to use the results so it doesn't help to just put the link so we want to look at this one so, so so far 17 people have responded okay so what survey monkey does is it all it will create the bar graph for you if the question could uh, create one out of it so for instance when the question was, which grade are you in? That is a bar graph that you see in front of it. So I can easily see that the majority was grade 12, then it was varsity and those who are adulting and then one grade 10 answer. And that is what a bar graph looks like. And that's what you'd have to put in your assignment. Okay, so the, the way I designed mine was because there were questions I asked myself that I, about things like, what do I wanna achieve in this thing? What is, my, what is my goal? What is the information I'm looking for? So it was, that's why I wanted to, to see, do older people and younger people um, experience gender-based violence differently? Do males and females experience gender-based gender violence differently? Do people who live in different communities experience it differently? So that's where my questions came from. So that's why you must think for yourself, what exactly is your goal? Then there I can see that out of the 17, six were male, 11 were female. So it already gives me a good idea of where, where a lot of my, my answers will come from. There's a bar graph of the communities that are responded to in this assignment, in my little survey. So I can, I can have a good idea. And then here's where my questions for this assignment get kick in. So do you know what human rights are? Very simple, yes, no. And all 17 said yes. Then I followed that up and I said, if you said yes, please write as many human rights that you know. If you answered no, explain why you don't know what human rights are. So now I can actually read these things and decide that even though 17 people said yes, they know what human rights are, did they write correct human rights or not? So I read here, I see someone said, be able to speak your mind, right to education, freedom of thought, freedom of expression, the right to life. So I can see in detail if people actually knew what they were talking about. That's why I separated them. So when I would go into my assignment to analyze, my first bar graph would be, do you know what human rights are? And my first bar graph is 
full year 17 of my respondents said they knew it. So 100% everyone knew. And then when I explain, then I will say, reading into the rights that people knew about, they seem to know the more obvious human rights that are advertised, things like um, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, the right to education. Then my next one said, are you aware of gender-based violence in your community? So I started when I asked them, do they know what human rights are? Now I'm going into more specifics. Are they aware of gender-based violence in, my, in their own community? And then there we see that um, out of my 17 people, nine said they are aware, eight said they're not aware, which is then quite interesting. So I would put that bar graph into my assignment and say, are, are you aware of gender-based violence? And my results were uh, almost equal in yes and no's. Then I go down. If you answered yes, please explain the nature of it. So I want to know if, can they describe this gender-based violence and do they describe it correctly? Because then it means they do know what it is. And then if no, I'm curious, before I start saying, ah, people are just stupid or people are ignorant, I want to hear from the people who responded. Why, why were they not aware? And then here, then I can read the, the answer. Stuff like, um, does women and child abuse, it's on a specific gender. I'd say that, um, that maybe I'm not fully informed about what's happening. You see, that's very good. Uh, it's because in my community people are scarce, so I don't meet any people outside. Uh, and then I assume this person meant to say I haven't witnessed any or heard of any. So it's very, so it's very good. It hasn't been reported. So it gives me good information for when I have to explain those results. But if I put it all together, I would have to now on, on a separate piece of paper write how many yeses, how many no's, so I can create the bar graph and make my job even harder. Okay. And then I created a scale, rate how well you think the government is doing in protecting women and children from gender-based violence. So here it's on 45, which on my scaling means most are saying they are trying, but it's not enough, which is very cool. And then I can see, and uh, then I asked them, if you would be a victim of gender-based violence, where would you go to seek help in your community? Because I'm interested to find out in the communities people live in, do they know where they can go? And then I'm able to read here, yeah, they say the Salvation Army, the one here says this is a clinic or they go to a social worker here, police station, and at least some knew which police station they would go to. Uh, the South African Human Rights Commission, ooh, okay, interesting, I wonder, in your neighbors to that place, you know. So that information gives me a good idea of the kinds of places people will go. And I may now create a new bar graph where I put, I theme them together. So I can see some people said they have no idea. So that'll be one part. Then another part, I see people have said police station. So I will add that to my bar graph. And then I see there was one social worker, there was one clinic. So I'll add those. And then I'll be able to say that the majority of places people say they would go in their communities are the police station 
which is a very interesting thing because we know that most people say they won't report a gender-based violence case to the police because they won't take it serious. But the people who answered this said, ah, they would go there first, which is again, interesting. Then the last part here said, what do you think people can do to stop gender-based violence in a community? This question I put there so that when I have to give recommendations, I can use some of the things people said here to give me ideas, because maybe I won't have any. And that is then how this survey monkey helps in getting answers from people. But if you keep your, your questions very vague or very open and not direct, you're not gonna get good information. And then in using this, you are, you are able to do a basic thing like a screen grab. So if you want to add this in your assignment, let me just move this thing. You can, you can go, you can, you wait, let's say cancel. What you can do is you can literally just copy the bar graph and then paste it into your assignment. So let's go to my assignment. Okay, let me maybe copy a couple more so that we can see how to do it. Um, there we go, another bar graph on are you aware of gender-based violence in your community, there we go. Uh, and do you know what human rights are? Good, now let's go to my assignment. That was Google Chrome. So let's say this was now the interview part. Activity two, interviews or whatever. Now I want to add all those pictures that I just did. Desktop screenshots. There we are. So here they are. You see, there it's very simple as I start now just attaching them. And then obviously, when I'm making the assignment, I will now obviously explain what each thing is. So now I must explain. If I want to now explain, when I asked people about their awareness of gender-based violence, I could see that many that it was balanced in being aware and unaware. The majority of those who said that they often don't go out and the cases are not reported on those who said they were aware, stated that either they were witnesses 
100 or no one close in their life who was a victim. There, I've now explained that bar graph and why it's that way. So that's that's the that's how then if you ask good questions and good and people are able to give you good explanations, you are able to justify your points. Okay. So in your assignment, I need to be able to see your bar graphs. So the assignment says your minimum is 10. So there can be more than 10 that respond, but it can't be less than 10. If it's less than 10, you're not gonna get marks for this section. Are there any questions about your survey, Monkey? Yes, sir. For no. the first question, the first question was asking uh, what grade are you in? Is that important once we add it when we do our saving? So for me, if I later want to like um, do a bar graph to compare, if if you are in grade eight and nine, do you see it? Do you see, are you aware of violence compared to if you're in grade 10, 11 or 12? So if I later want to just create new data, because that's the cool thing, is that you can obviously separate the things by gender. I can also be, be saying that in my study, um, the, the males never said they were aware of gender-based violence, while the women, 95% of them said they were and do a bar graph. That's why I have that question there. You don't have to have that question there. I hope that answers your question. All right, thank you. Any other questions about the survey monkey? Yeah. So does that mean we're all satisfied? We understand that part. Okay. Good, then we'll move to the next section. But I need to create a new link for everyone because this one is about to finish. So let me just schedule it for 10.15. Um, next lesson. Okay, I'm gonna put this in our WhatsApp group because this lesson has like two minutes left. And then we will deal with the rest of our project. But for now, in between, because there'll be about five minutes in between, come come back with the questions you would have asked in your survey monkey. And I wanna hear some of them. Then I can tell you if you're on the right track or not. Uh, let's see, here's the link, calendar. Must exit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna end this now. Now, uh, yeah, so the link will come onto our WhatsApp group because the 40 minutes is almost up. So, uh, so I yes. must have come back and uh, give you the questions, or can we give you 